You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 28. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hello, pet business owners. So a few weeks ago, I wrote a blog post called Nine Quick and Easy Ways to Find Your Calm When Your Pet Business is Stressing You Out. (laughs) I wrote that because I had a number of pet business owners that I was working with in coaching sessions who were just completely stressed out, which is so understandable. This business can be really challenging sometimes and being an entrepreneur can be challenging. So I discussed with them some remedies that were quick and easy and that I had used in my own life when I was experiencing stress. And they do the trick. Either one or a combination of a few of them always gets me feeling relaxed. And when I say always, I mean always. So I want to go over that with you here. And I know some of you are too busy to read a blog post. (laughs) So I'm not going to read the blog post, but I'm just going to share the nine quick and easy ways. And I'm going to share a little bit about each particular way. So the first way, we're just going to dive in here today. Okay, you guys, you ready? All right, here we go. So the first way is to show your phone who is smarter, okay? So I know a lot of you feel overwhelmed by your phone. So one of the first things you can do that can be really empowering is to put those notifications for Facebook, for email, you know, the other alerts, put them on a different screen than your home screen so that when you're going to make a call or respond to a text, you're not seeing that alert, okay? That's the first quick and easy way, okay? The other thing you wanna do is to not bring your phone in the bedroom with you. It's where you sleep and rest. And if you have your phone with you, it's going to really affect your ability to relax when you really need to. Oftentimes, I know pet business owners, you guys, at the end of the day, you kind of fall into bed. And if you have your phone with you, it really begins to kind of stimulate the neurons in your brain, and then you're not able to relax. So what I do, I didn't used to do this, but I started to do this a couple years ago. I began putting my phone in the kitchen where the power cord is. So my phone gets power and I get power by being in bed without it. (laughs) It's really good. It's a win-win relationship, okay? So that's what I recommend doing. And also, if you are getting notifications that show up, you know, those push notifications that say this and that, I recommend that you disable those, you know, all the ones that you don't need so that you're not feeling disjointed. Every time you go to do something on your phone, you're not going to have to react to what's happening on your phone. I mean, you might if you get a text that you need to respond to, but let's limit the amount of output that is showing up for you every time you pick up your phone. And it can lead to a lot of 
fragmentation in our spirits, in our psyches. You know, the phone can be a very intense tool (laughs) if we're not using it wisely. And so that's the first step to really begin to, you know, put the phone in its place and be in control of it rather than it controlling you. The second quick and easy way I call hot water healing. I'm a big bath aficionado. I don't know about some of you. Some of you might not like baths at all. But for me, I find that being in hot water is very healing. And especially when I use Epsom salt. So at the end of a really long, busy day, if I'm feeling really frenetic because of all the activities I've been doing, Even during the day, I might do this, but especially at night, filling the bathtub with water and a cup or two of Epsom salt. And the one that I've been enjoying lately, the particular brand that I've been really enjoying is either lavender or eucalyptus essential oil bath salts at Whole Foods. And they're fairly inexpensive. I think they're like $5.99 or something for a bag, a pretty big bag. And it's the 365 brand at Whole Foods. And it is so incredibly soothing to be in the hot water. You want to leave your phone in the kitchen or far away from wherever your bathtub is. And those Epsom salts will really help discharge, you know, the energy that is kind of swirling around you. It's just very powerful. You know, ancient cultures have been using Epsom salts for years. They know it. (laughs) You know, these ancient cultures, and we are just starting to realize how incredibly empowering and powerful the Epsom salts can be in the bath. I mean, I really feel like they do kind of take whatever is there and causing us to feel frenetic to just kind of take it and then it goes down the drain when we empty the bath. So that's been my experience. The third quick and easy way is called Get Calm, okay? Calm is a magnesium drink you can find at Whole Foods. You can also get it on Amazon and it does what it says what the name is. It's incredibly soothing. And I take a little bit every night before I go to bed and it's become a real nighttime ritual for me. And I feel very relaxed after I take it. And it usually sets me on to have a great night's sleep. So I recommend that you explore that, you know. And Of course, you want to check with your doctor to see if that will work for you, having more magnesium in your diet. But a lot of people these days are deficient, and so it can cause stress to be magnesium deficient. So, you know, you can do blood tests to try to figure it out, and there are ways that you can, you know, eat it in your diet. But the Calm, I found, is a really quick and easy way to get it, get that need met, and to also really relax me. And it's a warm drink. So, you know, there's something soothing about drinking something warm before bed. I usually drink it about an hour before bed. And usually when I have it, which is almost every night, I sleep very deeply. And it's just wonderful. The fourth way meditation baby get mindful (laughs) so ah meditation so important 
So for those of you who are not driving, and for those of you that are in your home and you're not working, you know, or needing to work right now, I would like to do a short little meditation with you, okay? So this is what I do with my coaching clients um, who are really frazzled when we start a session. If I notice that they're very frazzled, I will encourage them to just take a minute or two to just be quiet, to follow their breath, and to just get still. So I'm going to do a minute and a half of meditation with you right now. If you are available for that, if you're driving, I encourage you to just focus on your breath. Inhale and exhale and just notice if you're gripping the steering wheel or if you're at home, if you're gripping, you know, with your body in any way. Sometimes when we're stressed, we're gripping, okay? So this is an opportunity to just let that go and it's amazing what 90 seconds can do. So regardless of if you're driving, you know, you don't want to close your eyes, but if you are at home right now, I am going to encourage you to get really still, find a place to sit with your feet on the floor, or if you're on a cushion, meditation cushion, if you have one to sit cross-legged and just feel your body kind of sinking into the chair or the cushion. Feel your body if you're driving in the car seat, just feel it. And then for those of you that are at home, that are able to close your eyes, go ahead and do that right now. And then breathe in and out. And I'm going to start the timer for 90 seconds, just like I do with my frazzled coaching clients. (laughs) And I'm going to sit here and meditate with you for just 90 seconds. Here I go. Starting the timer right now.
All right, the crickets. <laughs> the crickets and the crows. I don't know if you guys heard those crows that were crowing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing though? 90 seconds. When you just really get into your body and just breathe, it can be incredibly soothing and can calm the mind and the spirit. So I really encourage you to do that. Uh, the app that I use for meditation is called Insight Timer. And I just love it. It has different bells that you can choose. It's just a really fun app. And um, it tracks your meditation progress. If you're kind of a data nerd like I am, it can be really fun to to see, you know, how many days that week you've meditated. And there are people all over the world who use it and, you know, just so many people. And it's really fun to kind of see their little pictures and see who who's meditating with you. <laughs> people all over the world. It's really fun. So meditation, you know, it can be kind of the last place that a lot of us go when we're feeling stressed because it can be hard to actually stop especially if you're really busy, right? It can be hard to just calm down and just sit still, start breathing. A lot of us don't even want to breathe. We don't even want to feel what's in our body because we're afraid that we'll just freak out you know, if we're really feeling busy. So it's counterintuitive often to meditate when you're feeling frazzled, but it's really incredibly powerful. And, and those of you that may have been feeling frazzled, you might notice that you're feeling maybe even a lot different right now after just that 90 seconds of just being quiet and still. So the fifth way is morning practice. So cultivating a gentle morning practice that focuses on you first. So you with you without giving yourself to your kids first, your partner, your work, and even your pets or your clients, you know, but really giving, putting the oxygen mask on yourself before you're putting it on others in your life or your work. And often when we're really feeling stressed, self-care is the first thing to go and bringing it back to you. I was talking with a friend of mine who is in the midst of caretaking for her 90-year-old mom. And at the same time, her husband is really ill. She lives in Canada with her husband and her mom lived somewhere in the Midwest. I forget exactly where, but she's been traveling between the two areas. And very stressed out and she was saying how hard it is for her to give herself even like 10 minutes a day and I was really encouraging her to do that and I said you know the periods that I've had that have been very stressful for me when I have given myself that gift of even 10 minutes a day especially in the morning it set the whole tone for the rest of the day and really has helped me have an amazing day not always but very often that is the case. And there are a number of things that you can do for a morning practice. One of the things, of course, is meditating, if that's something that you would like to incorporate on a regular basis. Oh, and, you know, going back to meditation for a minute, there is a friend of mine who started meditating 
a year ago, and I've known her for a few years. She's an amazing person, just like even before she started meditating. But since she's been meditating, which again has been a few months, maybe even a year at this point, she is so different. She used to be kind of like type A and kind of high strung. She is, and I would get a little bit anxious being around her because she was so like, you know, she is so relaxed now and chill. And she even looks different. It's like she got a facelift, even though she didn't. (laughs) She's just meditating. And they've actually done studies on meditation and how it makes people more beautiful (laughs) or handsome if you're a guy, because it smooths out the wrinkles. Not like, you know, I think people are beautiful whether they have wrinkles or not, but you know, maybe not the wrinkles, but it smooths out whatever stress we're holding in our face. It's sort of like you may have felt some tension in your body, you know, when you were sitting there getting ready to meditate. And then once you were aware of it, you were able to let it go, perhaps, maybe not. And if you haven't let it go, (sighs) try to breathe, you know, (laughs) and just on the exhale, just allow your musculature to just let go and relax. And she is just, I've seen her change so much. It's been very inspiring. So if that's not, you know, a little poster or, you know, commercial for meditation, I don't know what is. I just can't say enough about it. It's really helped me in my life and I've seen it help people in my life, including that particular friend of mine. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. So another 
item that you might want to do for morning practice might be morning pages. And I've written about this in Six Figure Pet Sitting and Six Figure Pet Business, those two books, about my morning practice of my morning pages, which is basically journal writing, three pages, I write, I don't edit, I just write whatever comes. And I usually get a really wonderful to-do list out of that writing. It's incredibly wonderful. And I found out about the morning pages from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. So it's a great book for entrepreneurs as well. A lot of entrepreneurs are creative. You know, it requires creativity. So it's a way to really stimulate that creative part within us. And I can't say enough about that book. It's a 12-week process and it's just fantastic. So that could be a practice that you do. You know, maybe it's sitting and reading inspirational material as you're drinking your coffee or your tea. You know, whatever it is where you can give back to yourself and kind of come back to you before you begin to like jump out of bed or jump into your life and help the other people in your life. Number six is focusing on your goals. And if you don't have goals, I really encourage you to create some goals. I am going to include in the show notes here a workbook, a goal setting workbook, which can be great for you to get focused and clear on what you want to create for the next 12 months. And you can find that at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 28. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 28. And I'll include the goal setting workbook that I created just for pet business owners in the show notes there. So the way that I've been focusing on my goals, number one is to create a list of goals. So I have 10 goals that I create every year. For some people, when they create 10 goals, they do five business goals and five personal It varies for me. This year I have six uh, business goals and I have four personal goals. So um, when I first started writing goals, they were all business goals. And I realized I really needed to incorporate personal goals so that I was creating more work-life balance, which wasn't the case for me when I was writing 10, 10 business goals. So, you know, I began to really put some energy into my personal life. And so, you know, some of my personal goals are going on retreats, um, going away to Big Sur, and I do these work retreats there. So it's relaxing, but I also get a lot of work done. Yoga is one of them. That's a goal for me. It's kind of encompassed in take good care of myself, the take good care of myself goal. <laughs> so business goals, you know, for you might be how many clients do you want to get this year? Or what's an income goal for you? I recommend that everybody has an income goal. Because if you don't know how much you want to make, how are you going to know if you get there, right? Or how are you going to even be motivated to maybe push yourself a little bit to actually go after something because it might generate more money for you. I mean, of course, that's not the only reason we want to go after something, but if you have an income goal, then it's in your mind. So that can be a really important goal for one of your goals, one of your business goals. So the first way of focusing on your goals is to actually have them so you can know what you're focusing on. And what I've been doing is I've been reading my 
annual goals, my yearly goals, um, every, not every morning, but usually every morning. And I actually have it as part of like a morning checklist of what I want to do for that day. And one of them is to focus on my goals. So again, I don't do it every day, but I would say I usually do it maybe four or five times a week. And I will actually read it. I have it printed out in my office and I actually stand in front of it and I read it out loud. (laughs) So that's a a wonderful way to do it. And I also have them on my computer, my goals. So, you know, if I'm not near my office and I'm, let's say, in Big Sur or on a retreat, I can still focus on my goals by pulling them up on my computer and reading them that way. And the seventh is love your body through regular exercise. And, you know, we need exercise not only for our bodies, but our spirits and our minds. It really helps our mental state. It clears the cobwebs out of our brain, right? Those stuck places that you know, where we may be in a loop mentally, when you exercise, you kind of work it out (laughs) and really work through it. And it's just a powerful way to move energy. And so if you're not exercising regularly, I would encourage you to begin an exercise practice. And it doesn't have to be like, if you're not exercising at all to go from zero days a week to five days a week, that is not going to work for most people. Start with one or two days, you know, and you can build up. And for me, what I've discovered is it actually is something that I really look forward to and that I enjoy. Sometimes it can be hard for me to get there, especially if I'm immersed in something. But, you know, Always when I get there and when I'm done, I am always glad that I went. There's never been a time where I thought, I wish I hadn't worked out. (laughs) So I think that'll probably be the case for you if you're kind of in an exercise slump and you haven't done it in a while. And find what works for you. There are so many different ways these days to exercise. I really love Orange Theory. It is a kind of a group workout fitness It's rowing and running and weightlifting. It's an hour-long program, and I go anywhere from four to five times a week. And I also do hot yoga. I do Bikram yoga, and I do that. I try to do that once a week, but sometimes I only do it once every two weeks because my main focus for exercise is the Orange Theory. But, you know, I'm also looking at that right now in my life and realizing how important that yoga is for me. And so it is moving up in terms of priority even more than Orange Theory. So I now have on my goal list to do yoga once a week. <laughs> I did not do it this week, um, but I will be doing it next week. And I'm excited about that. So I actually schedule it in and then everything works around my exercise. It's not like I try to fit it in around everything else. The exercise comes first. And then all other things fit around that. And then kindness to the self through healthy diet. That's number eight. Quick and easy way, right? So for some of you, you might think, but that's not easy. I'm so busy. How do I, you know... 
I can't even think about that. Well, there are lots of ways to have a healthy diet. You know, one of the things that my husband and I have been doing, and I'm really happy about this, we actually got for our wedding, one of our wedding gifts um, in our registry, we had people sign up to give a sun basket meal prep. And basically, it's organic meals that are sent to our house on Monday. And it's we get three meals, each one for two people. And um, so usually like Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Friday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we create these meals and it's a great transition for us. We're both, you know, working during the day and then my husband comes home, he works in an office, I work from home, but he comes home and, and then we prepare the food together and it's a really sweet way for us to be together and enjoy each other's company and transition from our workday to our personal life and our evening time. So, you know, there have been so many other gifts besides the fact that we're eating really healthfully. There's the connection that we experience. There's the experience of transitioning, you know, having that doorway between working and personal life through cooking. And it takes about 30 minutes for each meal. So it's pretty quick and easy. <laughs> so another thing that I've done when I know I'm going to be really burning the candle at both ends, whether due to a project or personal things in my life, I will go to Whole Foods and get pre-prepared meals or, you know, a chicken and have that and just kind of do some very low frills meal prep, you know, so that my week is really easy and I'll do that on a Sunday. Now that we have the sun basket, I don't do that very often, but occasionally I still will do that if I, you know, if I feel like I need to. And then number nine, the last one, you guys, and there are many more, you probably have some that really help you. And I'd love to hear about them. If you want to either send me an email or um, scroll to the bottom of the show notes page, you can write a comment about your quick and easy get calm <laughs> tips. I'd love to hear about yours. Um, but number nine is get connected. So a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of pet business owners are alone or with pets and they don't really feel connected to others. I heard this over and over and over when I'm working with coaching clients, how isolated they feel. They may have their immediate family, but some don't even have that. And I really feel for you. I went through that in my own life. And a number of years ago, about 15 years ago, I was kind of looked up one day for my work and realized, oh my God, I am lonely. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm working a lot and I just haven't made time for friends and I need to get connected. And I ended up joining a business group that I go to that I just love and I feel totally connected now and I have a lot of great friends in and out of that group and I just you know connection is not something that's a problem for me now but it certainly was 15 years ago when I kind of woke up and realized how isolated I felt and lonely I mean I worked from home I worked with pets I worked with people but on the phone so 
it's really important if you're feeling that way to reach out in whatever way you can. And they've done studies on this in terms of the levels that people feel connected through communication. So the bottom level, which is very, not very connecting is texting, okay? Or maybe a Facebook message. Social media may be there, but it's probably even lower because it can often drain us and leave some of us feeling more disconnected. Maybe jealousy arises or, you know, seeing your friends with other friends and what about you? How come you weren't invited? Whatever. It can stimulate a lot of feelings, right? So social media is often below texting, but then there's texting, which fulfills a bit of a need for connection, but it's pretty easy for us to text, right? And to receive a text. What is a bit harder is actually picking up the phone and calling somebody or getting a phone call from somebody. So that actually fulfills more of a feeling of connection than texting. So, you know, we're moving up the food chain here in terms of connection, okay? You've got social media at the bottom, texting, maybe Facebook messaging satisfies a tiny bit of our need for connection, but not a whole lot. And then in the middle, phone calls, we're actually hearing someone, maybe we're Skyping with someone, a loved one, and we're seeing them, you know, that can help you feel more connected. But what really helps us feel connected is in-person, face-to-face connection. And that's something that a lot of us are lacking, especially if we have businesses that are requiring a lot of time and energy. So, I encourage you to push yourself a little bit this week. If you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling disconnected, talking with someone, a good friend can really help alleviate stress. It's been one of the biggest stress relievers, right? They've done studies on that. So reach out, get connected, feel connected, and where you really want to go for this is face-to-face connection, but At the very least, make that phone call, make that FaceTime call, make that Skype call, (laughs) okay? I wish all of you such a beautiful day, a beautiful week, an evening if you're listening to this in the evening. I hope you have a wonderful time getting relaxed and rejuvenated, whether you do any or all of these suggestions that I've offered here. Again, I'd love to hear about your own ideas and things that have worked for you. You can scroll down to the bottom of the show notes page and write, you know, what you've done or which ones you've tried from this list, which really help. And again, the show notes are at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 28. That's the number 28. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 28. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us 
at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.